0: Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon and be blessed. Gospel is a lot like a swimming pool. And we get to pick where we want to be in the swimming pool. I want you to watch this video of this little girl who is actually swimming. Adrian, you may have to click on that video. It's it's frozen for me. So this little girl is scared of the swimming pool. And uh, she's being encouraged by this long line of her friends back behind her who are waiting to get into the pool. But she's going towards the water and going back towards the water. I edited out three minutes right there of her back and forth on this diving board she gets to the end and watch watch her little head here they're saying come on come on jump jump off the diving board get into the pool and her little head right here says uh-uh I, I'm, I'm not going to do it get in the pool they're saying her mom is videoing her here and she's saying get in the pool come on you can do it just jump just just jump into the water there was her little head no 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 and watch she turns around and she gets off of the diving board. Now the diving board is the gospel for us, right? The diving, board, the diving board is a part of the pool, right? When you take a look at this pool, there is a diving board that is a part of this pool. And when the Lord was showing this vision to me after I wrestled with the questions from Pastor Morgan, he showed me the diving, bar, the diving board is a part of this gospel system that we are living in every single day. But you know what? You can stay on the diving board, and while you're a part of this pool, you never get wet. I think sometimes that we get a little bit scared when it comes to us jumping off of the diving board into this pool of the gospel. Some of us have come into the pool, and some of us have experienced the gospel. But it's not something that we have brought into our present and has allowed us to overcome the fears of jumping off of the diving board. According to Jesus, I believe the gospel is not just the diving board that we jump into the pool, but the gospel is absolutely the pool itself. And in the pool of this gospel, we get to choose, is the gospel something that we put up on the shelf as a trophy that we experienced in the past, or is the gospel something that we wake up and we live every single day of our lives? If you'll take a look in John chapter 15, two weeks ago, this was the passage of Scripture that I shared with you. And we looked at Jesus saying that he was the vine, and the father was the gardener, and we are connected to the vine. In John chapter 15, so in the New Testament, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. The scripture that I want to look at is the scripture that we looked at two weeks ago, and I want to go deeper into the pool of the gospel with this scripture. Verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And then in verse 9, and here is in essence the gospel summed up in a few words. And we'll wrestle with what is the gospel? What did the gospel look like in our past? What does the gospel look like in our present? And how are we looking forward in our lives and in eternity for the the gospel? In verse 9, this is where we looked at two weeks ago, and this is power for us today. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now listen, now remain in my love. Isn't that powerful? Here's the gospel in verse 9 when Jesus is, is, is teaching to his disciples and he's preparing them for what is to come and who he actually was. And they understood the power of the vine and what it meant in their lives. Jesus said, as as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And he says, now remain in my love. Notice what Jesus didn't say. He did not say, I want you to experience my love. He did not say, it is something that happens to you and then you move away from that. I think that what we have done in our lives because of the comfort that we have in our relationship with Christ is we experience Jesus' love but we leave that in the past instead of living out the last part of John 15 verse 9 when Jesus said, now remain in my love. I married Melissa about 17 years ago but our marriage was not something that I experienced on july um, wait a minute Uh, let me get this right (laughs) our marriage was not sorry i think she's watching online our marriage was not something if not edit that out adrian our marriage was not something that i experienced on january 24th of 2004 and then i walked away from that as an experience but my, our marriage has been something that every day I wake up and I live that out in my life. And that's the way the gospel is for us. It's not an experience, but instead we live out what Jesus said. I want you to remain in my love. And so I ask you this morning, what part of this swimming pool of the gospel are you in? Are you on the diving board like this little girl, scared to jump in? Oh, you've come to the swimming pool. You're here at the party and you're ready to go. But you come up to the edge of the swimming pool and you're just a little scared to jump in, to remain in my love, as Jesus said. The question that we have to wrestle with is how far does the gospel go in your life? Is it something that causes you to run up with great anticipation and jump off the edge of the diving board and get into the deep end so that you're remaining in Jesus' love in every area of your life? Or is the gospel something for you that you teeter-totter back and forth? Or is it something that you're just content in staying in the shallow end of the gospel pool? That you just want to stay there and hang out so that you can be around everybody? Listen, I believe that God is calling us as a congregation to get into the deep end of the gospel so that the gospel affects every single area in the past, the present, and the future of our lives. And I believe the way that Daytona will love Jesus Christ is when we allow the gospel to change everything in our lives. The gospel is not about securing a place for you in eternity. The gospel is about remaining in Jesus' love. Now, there are some people a lot smarter than I am that would argue this. They're called theologians. And they would pull up some scripture and they would say the gospel is an experience for us. In the gospel, that is something that we experience and then we grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And while I believe that, I believe that it is the relationship that is the gospel. And some people, theologians, would take Paul's words and change this around and say that, no, the gospel is this or the gospel is that. In Romans chapter 1, in two verses, verse 16 and 17... Paul tells us about the gospel. And these verses, some people might twist around to make the gospel an experience. but you have to take the entirety of what Paul said in Romans 1:16 and 17. Paul says, "I am not ashamed of the gospel." I, as I uh, saw this vision this week of this swimming pool and this swimming pool being the gospel, as I got to this passage of Scripture, I just saw Paul jumping off the diving board into the deep end, because he said, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel." And then he tells us about the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. Now some people might tell us that that's an experience and that's a moment in time and that's how we enter into the relationship with Jesus Christ and the gospel is a past tense experience for us. That's what Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it, because it leads us to salvation for everybody. Everybody. But look at verse 17. In verse 17, Paul then says this. For in the gospel, he doesn't leave it as an experience, but he brings it into the future. He says, "In for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. And then he goes on to say, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written the righteous will live by faith he didn't say the righteous were experiencing faith in the past do you see the present tense verb that Paul is using there he says the righteous live by faith well where does the righteous come from the righteous he said at the beginning for it is the righteous that comes from the gospel the gospel is not something in our past The gospel is something that every day we wake up, we live in, we experience, and we share with others around us. And you might say, well, you're just twisting those words. You're twisting the words of Paul, and that's your interpretation. And some people might disagree with that, and there are some people that would disagree with that, and if they want to be wrong, I'm completely fine with that. (laughs) But I want to go to somebody that we would look up as a pioneer of our faith. And go back to the Reformation, before the Reformation. As Martin Luther was reading these words of Paul, specifically verse 16 and 17, as he crawled on his hands and his knees up a stairwell, as a part of earning the righteousness of God, he stood up, which was unheard of, and which was blasphemy. And he later wrote these words... I felt myself, listen, as he was reading Paul's words in Romans 1 and 16, he says, I felt myself to be reborn and to have gone through open doors into paradise. The entirety of Scripture, the entirety of Scripture and the gospel took on new meaning to me. This passage of Paul became to me a gateway into the presence of God. The gospel, in that moment, Martin Luther had experienced it. But in that moment, Jesus brought the gospel into Martin Luther's present present that changed his life and the direction of the church for all of the days to come after that. Because the gospel is not something that we only experience in the past The gospel is something that Jesus wants to bring into every second of every day of your life. And if we were to take a look at what Jesus was writing about here in in John, in, in these passages 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, right here in John, Jesus is talking about him being the vine and us actually producing fruit. And a lot of us don't produce spiritual fruit because our relationship with God consists of just hanging out on the diving board and never jumping in and getting into the deep end because we leave the gospel in the past instead of letting it bring it letting it bring us to the righteousness of God in our present. We will never see Volusia County changed if the gospel is something that is only in our past. The gospel has to be something that we live in every single moment of the day. The gospel is not just the way that we begin in Christ. It is also how we grow in Christ. That is what what Paul writes about in the righteousness of God. That's what then changes us. And we look upon Jesus and it changes us where he molds us and makes us into who he wants us to be. So it's not just the way that we start out with God, and it's the trophy on the shelf, it's something that's in our past, but it is also how we grow in Jesus Christ. The gospel changes us every single day as we strive to be like him. It's the righteousness of God that is a power for us that compels us forward in our relationship with Jesus Christ take a look at verse 13 again or 13 I want to continue going past John 15 uh, verse 9 and I want to skip down to verse 13 here in verse 13 this is what Jesus said greater love has no one than this then he laid down his life for his friends and then take a look at verse 14 You are my friends. Now listen, there's a a condition here on what Jesus said. If, if, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I learned from my father I have made known to you. And listen to verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, to love one another. Do you see, did you catch God's plan there, as he was revealing to us the power of the gospel, he go, we go back to verse 9, he says, I want you to remain in my love. I want you to remain in the gospel. You don't experience and then walk away from it and think, okay, I'm secured in my place in eternity. But he says, I want you to remain in the gospel. How far does the gospel go? The gospel goes with you from the moment you first experience it until you step into his presence in eternity. Because it is the gospel that is the vehicle that cleanses us, it changes us, and then carries us and sustains us until we stand in His presence. The gospel is something that we need every single day, and I have a great fear that we have walked away from the gospel. We've staked it as a flag in the past, and we can look back and we can say, I can still see it. I see it, it's still there. But what Jesus is asking us to do is to pick up that flag and carry it with us every single second, every heart breath, every heartbeat and every breath that we take. Do you see God's plan in verse 16 when he says to us, you did not choose me, but I chose you. So I think we need to change our vocabulary. Whenever we say... I came to Christ, who is the one that's moving? It's me. That's by saying, here is Jesus. I was over here, and so I decided that I was going to come to Christ. But the truth of the matter, if we believe what Jesus said in verse 16, is we were here lost, and Jesus came to us. You did not come to Christ. Christ came to you and brought you the gospel. Well, that's what he said in verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. So hear me. You were a part of God's plan since before the foundation of the world was laid. He knew in his foreknowledge, he knew what was going to happen. He still allowed us free, he still allowed mankind free free will and free choice. He knew it. But he knew that he was going to have to come to us. He knew that he was going to have to choose us because on our own, we would never be able to choose him. He knew God chose us. So God's plan for us is to live the gospel every single moment of the day. Turn back to John 14, if you will, with me. These are some of my favorite passages of Scripture in all of the Bible. In John 14, in verse 12, 13 and 14, this is is what Jesus says. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. We need to ask ourselves, well, what's he been doing? (laughs) Because he said, if you've got faith in me, you're going to do what I've been doing. He goes on here. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Here, Jesus is giving his disciples some insight into the power of the gospel. Jesus said, You're going to do greater things than I have done. He said, You're going to do what I've been doing, but you're going to be able to do greater things than what He's been doing. And he says, the reason you're going to do that is because he's going to go away to the Father and then he's going to empower us. Well, how did that happen? It happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and launched the church with the gospel. And with the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit now present in our lives, we are able to accomplish this mission that Jesus has given to us in allowing the gospel to change every single second of our lives. So there's a question in this, a question in Jesus' words in John 13, 14, 15, and in Paul's words in Romans 1, verse uh, verse 16 and verse 17, that is important for us as a congregation and is even more important for us as individuals. The question that we have to ask ourselves, two questions here, is are we structuring our church in a way that recognizes this reality of the gospel? And the second question for each of us is, are you structuring your life in a way that recognizes this reality of the gospel? In other words, has the gospel changed your today? Or are you still living in the past and in the same pattern of which you first experienced the gospel? Because... Because a faith that does not change you is not a faith that saves you. And so if the gospel hasn't changed you, then the gospel hasn't saved you. Because if we were here when Jesus came to us, the purpose of Jesus coming to us, the purpose of the gospel is not to leave us here. It's to bring us into his presence And if your faith hasn't changed you, then it's not a faith that has saved you. It's just something that you experienced. So what's the scope of the gospel for you in your life? What is the scope of the gospel for you? How far does the gospel go for you in your life? Is the gospel something for you in the past? Is the gospel for something that you look to and you say, oh, wow, this is something that I experienced in this moment. And then I went a little step further and I've got this nice little certificate here to show that I was baptized. And then maybe I came forward and I allowed some people to pray over me. And those are things that I experienced in the past. But I'm asking you, is the gospel something that you're living on this first day of August 2021? Is the gospel something for you that has gone deep, deep, deep in your life? That has changed you from where you were at, lost in sin and completely undone and separated from Jesus? And has the gospel become something for you that has made you more like Christ? Where are you at? on the swimming pool of the gospel? Are you teeter-tottering back and forth on the edge of the diving board, scared to jump in, scared of what's going to happen when the gospel completely wraps itself around you and begins to change things in your life? Or maybe you've gotten into the pool and you've gotten a, a little wet by the gospel. And maybe you're scared to go just a little bit deeper because when you go just a little bit deeper, you're not standing on your own two feet anymore and there's nothing holding you underneath and it's completely the water that is holding you up. Is that is that how you may be scared of going into the deep end of the gospel? Have you been relying on your own strength to support your weight so that you can stand on your own because you're scared to go a little further into the deep end, not knowing, wondering what's going to happen to you? Are you struggling, struggling to structure your life in a way that completely, completely surrenders your own control to the control? of the one who chose you and brought the gospel to where you were at? We have to wrestle with these questions. And we have to give an account for these questions. We have to answer these questions in our life. And I believe that God is calling every single one of us deeper and deeper and deeper into his gospel. My goal for us as a church is to raise us up and go so deep in the gospel that the people around us have no choice but to surrender to the power of the gospel in their life. My goal for us as a congregation is that all of Daytona, that all of Volusia County would encounter the gospel because we decided to get into the deep end of the gospel. That we decided to surrender every power and every will and every decision of our own and start letting the gospel change us every single moment of every single day. Jesus said in verse 16 of John 15, I chose you to bring forth fruit. This is a promise for us. This is a promise of God for us. Hear Jesus' words. It wasn't just for those that were around him a couple of thousand years ago. These were words that he was giving for us. He chose us to bring forth fruit. So how's your orchard? How's your orchard? Where's the fruit? The answer to that is where we're at in the pool. The answer to that is, are we simply in the waiting pool? Are we hanging out on the diving board? Or has the gospel completely wrapped us up and carried us into the deep end of where God is leading us? In John chapter 17, if we were to go forward just two chapters, there's an amazing prayer that Jesus prayed. And in this prayer, Jesus prayed to his Father, as you, God, sent me into the world... So I have sent them into the world. These weren't Jesus' words just for the twelve. Hear me. Jesus was praying these words for you. Jesus was preparing for you 2,000 years ago to carry the gospel into the world Jesus was praying and had in mind you when he prayed these words. To take on the gospel, let it change you, to be in every heartbeat and every breath, to be in every second of your life, every minute, every single day, that you would experience the gospel more and more and more and become more like Christ. So as he sent you into the world, the world would experience the gospel. You are a part of God's plan. And I believe 100% that God planted you here to take his promise of choosing you and in sending you into the world. He planted you here in this church, in the families that you're in. In the workplaces that you're in, in the social groups that you're in, because in those areas they need the gospel and you are God's plan. So, what's the scope of the gospel? How far does the gospel go? God's plan is going to be accomplished. But the way that he does that is through us. And I pray that I would not be a hindrance to the gospel going forth. And I pray that anything we do as a church would only work to bring glory to God so that the gospel goes wherever he desires for the gospel to go. So what is that commission for us? It's simple. The first word of the last couple of verses in Matthew It's just two letters. It's go, go. This is what Jesus said to his disciples and it's that commission that he has then given to us. It's go, go and make disciples of all nations, go. And then he said, this is what you have to do. You have to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Do you see the word? In, in case you missed it, here it is. <laughs> go. Did, did you miss that one? What about this one? Go. Or, or this one. Go. I want you to go. Go, Jesus said. Jesus said, I want you to go. To take the gospel that has completely changed every moment of your life and take it with you wherever you go so that everyone understands that the gospel is not just something that's in your past but the gospel is something that you carry with you everywhere that you go jesus's plan for this world was you it's you and we can't stay on the gospel. Or we can't stay on the diving board of the gospel. We have to get into the deep end. We have to take the gospel with us. Church, we are God's plan. We are God's plan. I get frustrated with people to say, we don't need the church anymore. Yes, we do. The church is God's plan. It's, it's us. And the world needs us. And we need the church. We have to take the gospel with us. This is the structure that Jesus has given to us, and we can't come out here and make a new one. We have to go with what Jesus gave us, and we have to operate within the boundaries that he's given to us. We are God's plan for the world because we who have been changed by the gospel and carry the gospel with us is the only way that people will hear This is not something that's for a few select people. This is not something that's just for this church or that church or this church. This is something for all of us who've experienced the gospel and it has radically transformed our life. This is not something that we do when we say, we're going to send some people off into the the ministry. This is not something we do by just sending missionaries to some, some select areas around the world. This is something that we do in every place that God leads us. Everywhere we go, we must take the gospel with us. Jesus saved you for this purpose. This was his plan, and he's given us these promises that we've read today. So what's the scope of the gospel in your life? How far does the gospel go in your life? Did you wake up this morning and think, man, I've got to be in the gospel did you wake up this morning and did you think, Thank God that the gospel changed me and Jesus met me where I was and He loved me so much that He didn't leave me here, but He brought me unto Himself? The job is great for us, the job is huge. And I'll tell you, I believe there's more people who have not experienced the gospel and are operating with the gospel in every moment of their lives than there are that are living this way. It's a huge task for us. But if we'll be obedient to Christ in the way that he said, if we will listen to him, and we will be refreshed daily by his presence, then I know that God's will will be done. So here's what is my challenge to you today. You can't just come here on Sunday morning. Now hear me, you need to come here on Sunday morning. Because we need each other. We have to encourage one another, and we have to build one another up. We need each other. But then, we have to go take the gospel with us. There are some areas that I believe that God is calling us to, and I believe that it's going to take every single one of us who've allowed the gospel to not only change our past, to not only change our eternity, but to change every present moment that we live in. And so here's what I want to ask you to do today. You may have already taken one of these cards, a connection card, You may have already taken one of these cards, and you may have filled it out, and you may have dropped it in one of the the black tithing boxes this morning, before you came in, or maybe you came in and got one. You may have already done that. But here's what I want to ask you to do this morning. On the back, in the second box that's gray here, it says, sharing his love. There's the first little bubble there that says, I'd like to learn how to serve at Whitechapel Church. Now let me translate that for you. What that means is, I'm not just going to come here on Sunday morning and sit in the chairs and then go live my life. I'm not just going to hang out on the diving board, hoping that someday I'm going to have the courage to get into the deep end of the gospel. What that bubble, that first little bubble there that says, I want to learn how to serve at White Chapel Church says, I'm going to get out of the shallow end. I'm going to get out of the waiting pool. I'm going to get off of the diving board and I'm going to let the gospel take my present moment and be who Jesus called me to be and his plan to share the gospel with the world. And so if that's you, I want you to take one of these connection cards. I want you to write your name on the front of it and I want you to mark that bubble. And what we're going to do is follow up with you and find some areas for each of us to share the gospel Now we're not going to take you out of where you're at and we're not going to bring you in here and you're going to have to go through x number of weeks of school of learn how to do this and we're not going to change anything about you because i believe that god put you where you're at because he knows that that's where you can best share the gospel he put you in your family because your family needs to hear the gospel he put you at work Because your people at your work or the people that you encounter, you work with, or they come through, they need to hear the gospel. And you are God's gospel bringer. What we're going to do is simply find how God created you and then empower you to live the gospel right where you're at. That's it. And that might mean there are some areas around here where we get like-minded people together so that then you guys can encourage each other and build you up. So if you want to get off the diving board and if you want to get out of the waiting pool and you want to let the gospel change every area of your life, then right now, grab one of these cards, put your name on the front, and mark that bubble on the back in the second gray box that says, I'd like to learn how to serve at Whitechapel Church. Because we want to empower you and provide you tools to take the gospel with you wherever you go. So in just a moment, we're going to sing. And the song we're going to sing says, talks to us about building our lives. And it talks to us about allowing the gospel to radically transform us so that when that happens, then the world will know Jesus. And I want you to sing this song as a commitment, not to this church, but a commitment to the one who chose you. That you're going to allow the gospel to go deep in your life. That the scope of the gospel in your life is going to get into every single area. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's word together. Until next time, have a great week.